0: What is up, guys? It is Stu, and before we get into the podcast, I wanted to take a second and talk to you about Micro Gym University. This is an online business school I have been working on for the better portion of the past year. I wanted to create an opportunity for CrossFit affiliates, boot camp owners, fitness studio, or anyone who's even aspiring to open their own micro gym to take online courses to level up so you know and then not hold you to any particular system. All the rest of the guys selling online courses, it's all part of one set system. Mine is not. You can go ahead if you want to do PT first, boom. You can go ahead and learn about PT first and do everything else your own way. If you want to go ahead and do commission-based retention uh, structures for your employees, boom, we can go ahead and you can follow that course. If you want an entire playbook, you can enroll in an entire semester and follow all the courses on you know human resources and staff development and retention and sales and marketing and Facebook pixels and custom conversions and all the good shit. Bottom line, guys, there's nothing else like this out there right now, and I want you to go ahead to the link in my Instagram bio, at WTF Gym Talk, hit the follow button while you're there, and then go to the link and submit your information so that you can be notified when we'll be doing full enrollment. Right now, I'm just getting the interest of who is interested in Micro Gym University's first semester coming up in the spring, we will only be accepting 50 gyms. So if you're actually interested, go put your name, email, and phone number into that on my bio in Instagram, and then we will notify you when the doors open up for enrollment and we are only taking the first 50. So leave your credit card at home for right now. Just go ahead and let me know that you're interested in possibly attending either an entire semester or just getting a couple courses a la carte of things that are particular interest to you and your business at this time. Guys, Micro Gym University, beyond fucking excited about it. Let me know if you have any questions. You know how to reach me. Have a great day. No, I'm going to. So, uh, what the fuck? Gym Talk's going to rent that out. So, I've been passing money through business to business mm-hmm. as a tax, whatever. And the easiest way for me to do that is just for. I need What the fuck? Gym Talk to pass money through ESC Fitness, and I'll just do that via rent. And then it's gotcha. right off and blah blah blah. So we're going to turn. It, and my goal is, I want to set up studio. I want to put a podcast studio in there. I want to yeah. create a studio like this. I want to bring gym owners on because I do a lot of gym owners that come here on site. Mm-hmm. And I'm just kind of teaching. Like it's me in the office. I'm teaching them stuff, and they like to see all of this. Right. But if I can add value to them, like, and we're going to go ahead. I'm going to show you how to set up a video and how, what kind of content to shoot in a podcast. Right. I can add a good amount of money to that, and then create this entire kind of experience upstairs the classroom yeah man. yeah exactly yeah. kind of scenario yeah so that'll oh, be the awesome. uh that'll be the thing all right we are going all righty guys what is up it's Stu. it is what the fuck gym talk and i've got matt dangler owner of rxrd here with me matt's a local guy he's a charlotte a charlotte are we charlotteites or charlotteans we're charlotteans i think so um I'm a Clevelander. I just fucking live here. I married into this Charlatan <laughs> thing. But anyway, Matt is uh, – Matt's got a really cool story. My goal with this on here is we're talk about Matt's company, how he started it, and all that other good shit. And you'll be able to contact Matt and all that stuff. But my main goal with bringing Matt on, Matt started off as a technician, a scholastic technician. He went to school, university, did the academia thing, did the internship grunt thing, and then – I knew Matt when he's like, I'm going to start this thing, and I've watched him grow this business, and you and me will get together, and we jam, and we talk, and, and all that stuff, but I just got to enjoy watching you from afar grow this thing. And next thing I know, homeboys fucking, like, you know, the local spin studios are just blowing you up because you are crushing it with the mommies who want to, you know, lose it. So your story and how you grew your business as a technician, and the great thing is, you're not a fucking moron like me and the rest of the gym owners. You don't have any brick and mortar. You don't have the overhead (laughs) of a fucking building. You're doing it intelligently. And I think that story will be really interesting. And then I'd love to hear, because I know we've shared clients and you've worked with gym owners I'm working with. And, and how gym owners can grow in nutrition – You know, again, there's a lot of big players in the market. There's the Healthy Steps Nutrition, and mm-hmm. there are these, these guys and running this. But how could a gym owner who's like, I, how could I get this up and going? Is it better to go to a place like RXRD or is it better – is it something they could do on their own? If they were to do it on their own, they don't have the, the scratch to, to do it with a company like yours. So I want to get into all that bullshit, but go ahead. Give everybody a quick introduction.
1: Yeah, sure. Well, thanks, Stu, for having me on today. It's uh, it's a long time coming. We've been kind of missing each other, but uh, I'm glad to be here. Yeah, on a Friday night, we've got our we've got our adult we our beverages. Drink, we got our drinks. This is my second.
0: I, I just shot one with Joe Tabaldi. We were drinking for two and a half hours, and I got uh, mad here, and I'll be Ubering home. But um, <laughs> but no, this is this is
1: fun, man. Um, so yeah, so uh, it's a it's a crazy long story, and if I was sitting here thinking about like you know, right now thinking, I'm gonna go back and do this. I don't know if I would have done it. But um so graduated college, went to school up in um from Rochester, New York, played football. Classy Rochester, New York. Yeah, yeah. Um uh played football at Hartwick College and, you know, was always in sports and fitness and um and you know I always kinda had this passion for getting myself better in the gym, loved being in the gym and um just never really it never really ever clicked for me. Um, and then uh, I moved down here to Charlotte. When did ben you move here? to Charlotte? Two thousand and seven. I graduated college May two thousand and seven. I was I bought a car three days before Holy I left. you now. Thirty four. Got it. Thirty-four. Bought a car three days before I left, packed with everything I owned, which wasn't much. How did you pick this spot? Uh, so I just started driving. <laughs> just started driving south. You were just like, fuck that white shit. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, it's September. And winter is upon me. I need to get out of Dodge. Yeah. So, started driving s- south 12 hours and uh, pulled off, and it was like, man, I'm tired. Pulled off in Charlotte, haven't left. Nice. Um, And recruited my brother and sister down here. So, they're down here now. But
0: Isn't that the. So, I've done the same thing. I've gotten a sister, I've gotten buddies. Mm-hmm. It is so easy to get a northerner so to come down. Invite him down here during Thanksgiving when it yeah. might be 67, 72 yeah. degrees out. Done. Fucking sold. You yep. play golf.
1: Yeah. I invited my brother down. And he was still in college, up in New York, and we played golf on Thanksgiving. And he was like, Dip. done, sold. Done. Yeah, not fucking it with
0: it. If, north, if you want to go anywhere, you've got to plan 30, 45 minutes ahead of time because <laughs> you
1: have to shovel out your fucking car in the snow. God. All right, continue. Yeah. So you're, you end up in Charlotte. Charlotte, yep. And then just not really sure what I wanted to do as a poli-sci major. Um, long story short, end up um, getting a job at a school. Do you get into politics? Uh, not really, yeah. not really. I, I just kind of like to sit back and kind of see the reactions and stuff. And watch that's very, everyone eat themselves. That's very poli-sci-esque, yeah. which is just like, you don't get really too wrapped into it. You just kind of sit back and watch why this is happening, yeah, yeah. which is kind of cool. Um, so then, uh, I got a, like a part-time job as a JV, uh, football coach at okay. a school. And the guy, the coach who hired me, he's like, yeah, yeah, you got a lot of experience, played in college, that's great. He goes, uh, what do you do for a day job? I was like, well, I don't really have anything yet, I'm just kind of looking around. And he goes, well, you know what, would you ever sub? And I was like, yeah, sure, I'll sub. So I started to become a substitute teacher, <laughs> and uh, I was like the youngest substitute teacher by like 40 years of all the subs on the list. And none of the older people would do PE class. Because they were like, "Nah, you gotta get shorts on. You gotta go outside." And- Did the
0: kids just fucking crush you? Like I used to crush <laughs> subs when they came in as a kid. I we would fucking annihilate these people.
1: <sighs> no, no, no. I, I, was, I was really tough. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um. No, it was it was, and so I do PE like yeah, every yeah. day. We play dodgeball. They, yeah, yeah. You could. They were the pump. Per, yeah. Um. Anyways, so then, uh this social studies job, job came over history job. Okay. Right. So I do that. I apply for it. You know, I, you know, there's a ton of people apply for it. I was, to be honest, really underqualified, but what, <laughs> what, what stood out, I think, and what allowed me to get that position was just me being me. I was on campus all the time. I filled in wherever I could. I, I it didn't matter if I was doing music class to PE, yeah, to yeah. upper school, to lower school, it didn't matter. and, I just had a good personality about it. I didn't care. I was just trying to work really hard and impress people and just smiling. And yeah, get your name out there. Yeah. And, and the that's, thing. I mean, and I think part of that helped me kind of what I'm doing right now. Yeah. It's just like, you know, you just hustle. Yeah. And there were people way more qualified with master's degrees and all this stuff. And I was just a poli sci guy. And, you know, they rolled the dice with me because they liked me. And the kids liked me. Uh, the, the teachers liked me. So it was. Um, I'm extremely thankful of that position because when I started doing that, I taught for eight years, coached football, basketball, and track, and I liked it. I just didn't love it. There Wait, was so. How else. long were you a teacher for? Eight years. Fuck. Mm-hmm. Is
0: yeah. that why on your logo is it an app, like is the apple just nutrition related or do you tie that back into your teaching educational days?
1: Man, I wish I could sit here and say, <laughs> and say yes, it was. Of course. I'm like analyzing You're the, the first fucking logo. To d- no, no. Yeah. But now I'm going
0: to go with that. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Be like, yeah. well, the origin story. Because I'm
1: always a teacher at heart. Exactly. Right, right. That's
0: good, like though. apples just kind of look like the bottom of the base of a kettlebell, and it just kind of works. Right,
1: and it's nutrition. It's awesome. Then, yeah, that, yeah.
0: Use that from now on.
1: Okay, I, uh, that's much better than my story. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, uh, you know, I just liked it didn't love it. The school is offering this program to. Um, to go back to school for free. They were going to allow you to, we will pay for your master's degree. And I was like, done. I was like, I got no kids. I got, I'm not married at the time. I was like, all right, cool. So I'll put in the extra time at at night. And then that's something no one could ever take away from you, no matter what happens, is a free education, a master's degree. And I was like, okay, done. Well, I was midway through that. I had to take an elective course and I picked nutrition because I was like, eh, I don't know, like when I got to take something. yep. Um, Cause I was, thought I was just going to be a history teacher. That's what I'm going to do for the rest of my life. And um, honestly, Stu, the first five minutes of it in that course, light bulb went off and I was like, this is it. This is what, like, sure. this is what th- I meant to do. And I stayed after with that professor. It was a night class. So it was seven to nine, uh, two days a week. And I stayed after that professor till about eleven p.m. that night because I afterwards I was like, "Doc, this is what I want to do. Yeah. Like, how do I become you?" Yeah. And he's like, "Well, you know." So he sat with me, and he he became a mentor of mine for throughout the whole program. We still talk to this day. What's his doctor's name? Uh, Doctor John Aquaviva. He's a professor at Wingate. Universal it sounds like
0: some fancy shampoo my wife would use at her salon aqua viva that'd yeah. be the stuff that she buys and i'm not allowed to use
1: yeah like she has oh, yeah. like
0: 99 dollars shampoos and i get like the 199 suave yeah she's like fucking wash your ginger hair with this bullshit tropical punch yeah, exactly yeah yeah yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah the shit that was at the bottom of the fucking uh barrel at fucking target
1: yeah and so shout out to dr john aqua viva he um he did a lot of stuff with um, ESPN. Did uh, podcasts with them. He does. Uh, he's a pretty spiritual guy, so he does one for uh, Religion Network cool. to this day, and just talks about sports and nutrition and stuff. But great guy, incredibly smart. And I was like, "How do I get to be you?" And he's like, "We kind of broke down like what I have, what I don't have." And he's like, "Matt, you can do it. It's going to be a long and shitty road." He didn't say shitty. He wouldn't say. He wouldn't swear. But he's like, "It's gonna be tough, but." you can do it. And I was like, all right. And I was just so naive. I was like, yeah, okay, I, I got this. And end ended up changing my major, didn't tell the school. And so they would still pay for it. <laughs> so I changed it to a master's in sports science. So when I was done, I had a master's in sports science. Um, and that, you know, when I was done, I wrote my thesis on nutrition. We ended up, uh, getting it published, which was really cool. Um, and, uh, what we, what, you know, I just basically said, okay, this this is really cool, but I'm still not you. Like I'm still not a nutritionist or a dietitian. Yeah. What do I do next? He's like, "All right, next thing you got to do is this." So enrolled into. Um, I I had zero science credits, zero science courses, um, and like you know, I wanted to. You knew who
0: wore the war. You know who won the war of 1812, but you didn't know Dick about. The, it, yeah, you didn't have the nothing. science side. Yeah. So I
1: had to go to community college at night. Yep. So I was working, coaching community college at night and to get my prerequisites. I mean, I was in chemistry 1 like with 18-year-olds. Yeah. Like chemistry 1, chemistry 2, biochem, organic chem like the This shit. is what's so
0: interesting about your story is cuz everyone the the hustle and the grind is very sexy and it's things like I was out, you know, sl- I was out doing entrepreneurial things. Like I I was training my mom's friends for free in their garage or I was out slinging my mixtapes on the corner where you were you were working jobs to make pay for school schools getting paid, but you were doing the academic hustle and I think a lot of people think that's that's not a thing anymore like I'm not gonna lie exercise physiology my bachelor's science degree I don't use a fucking i use i use a very small amount of it everything I've done beyond that is nothing to do with it mm-hmm. and i I think I see a lot of people discrediting the college system which i i'm not a fan of the college system, not mm-hmm. a huge fan mm-hmm. but it just—it's always refreshing to hear someone who fucking wrote it, hacked it, crushed it. But if you want to be a nutritionist, if you want to be a dentist, if you want to be a lawyer, if you want to be a doctor, there is no other grind. That's, it. That's the only route. You're not going to hustle on the corner and become a fucking RD.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, it doesn't work like that. Because when I when I started, I, I was like, I want to work in sports dietetics. I want to be a sports dietitian. I want to work for the fucking Lakers or um, the Panthers. Or you know, like I wanted to work for a team. Yeah. And. They won't even, they don't care how much experience you have or how great you are. You can't smile big and get a job as an RD. You've got to be a registered dietitian before anybody allows you to walk in the door for an interview. And so I was like, that's what I got to do. I don't know how I'm going to get there, but I need those credentials. I need those letters. Done. And so that's what I did. So there is a very set amount of things that you have to do from, uh, and it's, ASEN is the Academy of Nutrition and Dietetics, you have to do, fulfill certain criteria okay. in order to get any shot at even becoming a registered dietitian. So going into it, I was like, all right, that's what I got to do. Enrolled, uh, got my, uh, prereqs done. And then I was in Winthrop University, which is down in Rock Hill. So it's a short drive from here, um, and got my master's in human nutrition. So at that time, you know, that's all well and good too. Like you can get a master's in nutrition and, you know, thumbs up. Still not an RD. Still not an RD. You, you still got to do some other shit. So next thing is you got to have to enroll to become a registered dietitian. Um, you got to do an internship. So it's about a eight to 10 month internship. And basically it's a residency for doctors basically, but it's just not to that scale or length. Um, but you do rotations. And then you just go. They put you in different things. You know, you don't really have a say in where you go. They just tell you, you go there, sure. and you show up. You know, you pay to do this residency for ten months, right? Um, so it's it's tough. It's not it's not built for second career people. Although all the people in my class were mostly second career people got it like it's, when you say second career
0: we're talking they currently
1: have one or they currently had one they had one like got i it. was in classes with like they were marketing people they just didn't yeah. want to do it anymore they were teachers didn't want to do it anymore and so they're like i can't imagine going back to the educational system a second time
0: yeah i can't like i just can't like whew, yeah
1: yeah yeah so i got to a point where i took all the night courses i could took and they said matt you know this is for my master's matt we need you during the day. There was like labs and stuff that yeah. were like really long. They only have it one time. So I had to make the decision like I got to quit school. And all I did was try to save as much money as I could to put myself through that second master's program because I knew it wasn't going to work because I, I had a full yep. load. So I did that and then uh, got selected for an internship, which is very difficult to do. Um, I actually got pre-selected, which is uh, an honor in in the school because uh, they chose me, basically, uh, to do it, which was really cool. Um, But it's really tough. uh, Two out of every four people who enroll to get an internship get rejected. It's just very tough to get into one. So I was lucky enough to get in one, did my 10 months, and then you have to take an exam. And so it's a national exam um, for, to become a registered dietitian. And once you do that, boom, yep, you're golden.
0: So you get through this internship, then what?
1: Then what? Yeah. So, um, I was lucky enough to be hired on by a local food prep company, Project Lee Nation here in Charlotte, started in Rochester of all places. No, uh, yep. correlation there, just happened to be there. Uh, and then, um, so I was working there for, oh gosh, almost a year, yep. almost a year. And uh, I was working as a dietitian there and meeting clients and, and and things like that, and it was going well. And I was always kind of to want to do my own thing, yep. uh, and that's
0: essentially how we met. I think it's through PLS, yeah, right, yeah, exactly through Jeremy. Yep. And, and if it, you know Jeremy Bat is a, um, how do we describe Jeremy? Jeremy is like he could be in a 2019 version. He could be like a younger Tony Soprano. <laughs> I think he could be just like he's in much better shape. He's got the bald head. He definitely has some Italian notes in him, like, and he's from Rochester, New York. He could totally be and like a new spinoff. If Jeremy, if you if you listen to this, you should totally totally pitch a new Sopranos <laughs> where you are the new Tony Soprano. Um,
1: he's too nice, though. I don't he know if he's such could, a he's such I don't know a nice if he guy. Could just whack a guy? No, he couldn't whack a dude. No. He couldn't. No, uh, I, hey, I dude. Don't. Have you
0: lit like so, Freddie? Right, the coffee, yeah. Freddie, Coffee Freddie. Um, Freddie did a podcast I think he only did a couple episodes and he kind of like this equipment is like me and Freddie I think split this mm-hmm. and he don't think he's done shit with it but anyway one of the interviews was Jeremy
1: mm-hmm. fuck
0: that dude's got a backstory.
1: Yeah, yeah
0: Jeremy's got a fuck Jeremy if you could have what your 17 advocare assistants reach out to me so I can get you <laughs> on the podcast that'd be phenomenal because Jeremy is a fucking story but anyway sorry go on Go yeah,
1: uh, I mean, and talk about uh, an entrepreneur and himself. Oh, yeah, and, yeah, yeah, You know, and just starting this yeah. company, uh, you know. But that's how we get linked up. That's yeah. how we meet. Yep. So that's where we meet. And uh, Stu has been, you know, for me, uh, an advocate uh, because he was the first guy to give me a shot. Stu was the first one. Were we
0: the first? We were the first gym? You were the okay. first gym.
1: Um, and, you know, I came to you and kind of pitched, like, this is what I'm thinking of doing. And you looked at me and said, I need those letters. I need you to become a registered dietitian. Yeah. And then once you get that, you get credibility. Sure. Right? And so, and that was part of the drive too. And so. Because
0: forever, um, I was just, and again, I've told Jim owners this story. People ask me all the time. One of the biggest common questions I get is, what do you do for nutrition or movement? I'm like, well, now I don't do anything. We have a guy that we'll, we, we, we work with, and, but before that, for five, six, seven years, once a month, Every month I did a one hour nutrition and I had I remember I had you sit in on it mm-hmm. that first time. I was like, Matt, I want you to hear what I've been spewing to everybody. Listen to it, give me your feedback on it, and then just so you kind of have an idea, this is kind of where we've been going, what this is what's been successful, whatever, and then you know, obviously tweak the stuff that you think sucks and it doesn't align with your school of thought and this, that, and the other thing. But yeah, that was – every month I did a one-hour nutritional seminar free, and we would invite members to bring their friends and family, anyone who was inv- – we told them, anyone that was involved in your dietary choices, even if they're not a member. Mm-hmm. So it could be a coworker. It could be a best friend. It could be your Love roommate that. or your boyfriend. And bring them in. And, and we'd always pitch an additional nutritional coaching service. It was an extra $100 a month, our membership being 190 So I generally like with stuff like that, additional programming, um, stuff like that, it should be at least, or it should be around 50% of your monthly membership. So if your membership is 200 you should be charging around $100 extra for that, at least for a good EFT bump for a gym. Now, go to someone who's invested the time and money and hours and what you do, you should four X that, which I'm pretty sure you do. Um, but, yeah, so we were doing that forever, and so when meeting you, it was like, well, fuck, like, me and Isaac were talking about, like, dude, we don't have the time, energy, mm-hmm. nor are we the perfect person to do this. Like, we're able to give legally in North Carolina, recommend is it recommendations? Because mm-hmm. I could never use the word prescription. I could right. never give, like, specific whatever, and I'm sure we definitely violated the laws at times giving telling people what to do. But, yeah, it was just smarter to go ahead and, and stay the fuck out of the way and just stick to what we do best, which is mm-hmm. fitness, and allow the nutrition to somebody that that's what they do best. Yeah. And that's that's how we got paired up with Matt. Matt came in and sat down on one of mine. How do you think I did?
1: It was actually pretty good. It wasn't
0: bad. Like, I'm not completely full of shit. <laughs> I remember the one line I always give people like I'd always get someone like, so let me get this straight. So, you know, because paleo is the big thing across mm-hmm. it meats, sure. veggies, nuts, and seeds, some for little starch, and sugar. And I would always tell people, and there's always like this iconic line I'd always give them this I'm like, Sally, you could eat that fucking banana. At 30 grams of carbohydrate, or you could have that chocolate chip cookie from Harris Teeter at 30 grams of carbohydrate. To me, it's the same goddamn fucking thing. I don't care that monkeys eat them and they grow on trees and whatever. It just because I would get these clients that were just like, yes, dude, no, I'm totally eating paleo, eating all the fruits. And I'd look at their – and it's two-thirds fucking fruit. I'm like, bitch, you're still throwing 90 (laughs) fucking grams of fucking sugar down your gullet before 9 a.m. Right like it's still and you know it was one of those things but yeah but so you don't think I fucked that up too much
1: No I actually I thought it was pretty good uh I did remember you uh being a little bit more harsh on the people that oh you were pretty strict on them I'm,
0: I I yeah like I'm not it's not like what the fuck Jim talked bad but it was like I mean <laughs> like we would call people out like people would ask questions and I'd be like there's no such thing as stupid questions, Sally, but just stupid people. Right? <laughs> like, like that scene in Billy Madison where, like, the, the 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 very end, where they're doing that decathlon. He's like, and everybody in this room is dumber because you had asked that question. May God have mercy on your soul. Like that A was simple my simple res- no. Would yeah. Have been fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. That is like me. Oh, it was so hard to turn off that element. But uh, but now we have you, so it's way better.
1: Yeah. So uh, <laughs> yeah. That that is so. Stu gave me my first opportunity to be in front of people as a dietitian, first gym, and uh, I and I think he was kind of in and out of my first one just to make sure that like I was not a complete moron that I was I could supposed to film talk. it and
0: I fucked up the filming of it. I remember if I th- if correctly, but yeah, yeah. I think that happened a couple times. Yeah, mm-hmm. God, yeah,
1: I'm way better at it now. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so then um, yeah, and then I I've been given the opportunity to get in front of people once a month, talk to them, giving kind of a rundown of like. Just a very simple, like you're starting out with exercise and fitness and all that stuff, and we kind of will meet you anywhere you are. And so my presentation it goes from the very simple, like this is what a macronutrient is: carbs, fats, proteins. To like, you know, if you're a little little more advanced, we'll talk about timing, you know, when that should happen, how many calories you should be having, Um, and then just kind of making sure that everything is tweaked uh, for you based on what you're doing. Yeah. Um, And and that's a, that's a big thing that, um, you know, I'll meet clients where they are, you know, somebody doing heavy barbell work doing a CrossFit, typical CrossFit workout is going to have to eat a little bit different than my flywheel moms. Sure. I mean, it's just, they're using carbohydrate intake has got to be legit. Yeah. 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 And, uh, and a lot of people that I meet for the first time are just not eating enough. Sure, And, you know, I've got, you know, during my internships, I was lucky enough to be exposed to a lot of really cool opportunities. I mean, I worked with the Panthers. I worked with the USC football team down in Columbia. I've worked with Olympic, Olympic athletes here in Charlotte on the swim team. And what I, like – boil down like what did I figure out from all of that is that I don't care if you are Sally on a bike doing Cycle Studio two days a week or if you are playing for the Carolina Panthers. Yeah. You don't know anything about nutrition, bottom line. Sure. Yeah. And it's those Panther guys who can get away with it because they're already yeah, elite. It, it, <laughs> fucking, yeah,
0: mesomorphic just fucking just, genetic freaks. It,
1: I mean like it's it was funny like when I was doing the internship, we started to see players as they aged, right? Like – they're 18 you know they're just out on the just in the league you know they're on top of the world yeah. right they they could be in gummy bears and doritos for every meal it yeah. does not matter but then it was like now they're 28 29 30 31 32 and now they've got a 20 year old who's there to take their job yep, yep, they're yep. like hey what can i do to get a little I bit need better an edge. i need an edge yeah, yeah yeah uh so that but you know it really wasn't until then where they're like i got to figure this out yep. you know um, and it's those, it's those players that are elite who have that figured out
0: early. So this is and so one of the reasons I really want to get mad on here is because again, this is a technician in the fitness industry, the health industry, the nutrition industry that went from a, a technician to actually went ahead and created a business and I'm gonna and so I, I'm very strong on this. When people ask me what the fuck gym talk, I tell them it's not a business it is a job for me mm-hmm. because I can't walk away from what the fuck gym talk and it operates. If I walk away, it just, it's done. Right. right? Same thing with you. You walk away from this. It's done. Mm-hmm. We, I, I'm very, I use the word business very selectively like urban movement. I consider a business cause I don't do anything mm-hmm. in it. I can walk away from it and it would still do its thing regardless if I was dead alive or whatever you created, which will become a business. I'm just like, what the fuck, Gym Talk will eventually become one, but eventually we just we've created the job. And for mm-hmm. technicians at the beginning of business, that's all they wanted. I just want the job that I want, that yep. I love, that pays me what I want. Right. The and hours. then uh, the hours. Yep. And then eventually you get to the point, and we were talking a little bit off camera be- uh, before this, you get to the point where you're like, okay. And it, it will happen on a long enough timeline to everybody. They will want to then ascend to fuck, I don't want to be doing the initial client appointments, or I don't want to be answering the emails, or I don't want to be sitting there and it answering the same question 27 times. Right. But in if for you, is starting this business, where did it, so you, okay, you started here and you get in one gym and then obviously you're able to tell people that I got in one gym and I, I were able to talk to people I'm like, yeah, Matt's great and blah, blah, blah. You start doing the referral just like any small gym is, mm-hmm. you know, the majority of this audience listening. Where did it change for you? Where did it go? Because right now, we, I would definitely say, if we were to rewind back to what you were just talking about when we first talked and you came in here, you're like a zero to 100 different. I, I don't know any of the numbers of your business or anything like that, but I, I have a pretty good feeling of like how, many client, what do you, how many people are you working with right now?
1: Yeah, right now, I've got about 45 that I'm currently working on on a, either, and depends on the package they pick, sure. but it's a monthly, bi-weekly, or weekly basis.
0: And your packages aren't cheap. I mean, like we have clients that I have clients here at Urban that are with you that are spending three hundred, yeah. four hundred dollars a month. Yeah, yeah, which as it should be for yeah. someone in your profession, a yeah. hundred thousand percent. Yeah, where did that pop for you? Talk, talk again. And I want you to frame this up. Think about the audience and like it. Every, in my opinion, every business owner has another business they want to do. Mm-hmm. It always, like, their current business leads them to an idea for another one, they, especially if they truly are an entrepreneur and they, their brain just, that's why they don't sleep at night and they eat three Benadryl at night to sleep is because their brain is constantly creating. What What would you tell if someone was asking you, like, Matt, where did it pop for you? Like, wh- what, what was the inflection point in which you went from, I had a couple clients, referrals, some gyms, and all of a sudden, it just peaked.
1: Yeah. Uh, uh, I don't think it's any one thing, right? Uh, I wish it was like, because I would do that all the time, <laughs> right? Like, uh, it, it's not just the one thing. Um, but it was it was a culmination of things. I mean, I literally, and I do this to this day, I will drive by a gym and like, oh shit, do a, do a U-turn, go drive back in and walk in and say, hey, my name is Matt. This is who I am. This is what I do. Yeah. And they're like, where have you been? You mean you don't spend five hundred
0: dollars on Facebook advertising? You actually go and do old school face to face, knock on do. doors. Yeah,
1: I, it, it, I'm too cheap, a, <laughs> uh, for right now, and and b. Um,
0: when it shows an ROI, why the fuck not?
1: I I, I just feel like it's. Um, I feel like I can provide a value because after talking to you, like first I thought I had to sell myself. Like yeah. I, I thought I had to go in and be like, this is who I am. And look at all my credentials. I work with the Panthers. Like you don't care about that. No. You are so happy to be like, fuck, I don't have to do another hour presentation yep. once a month. What do I pay you? Yeah. 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 Because yeah. you were done. Yeah. Like, and that's not your business. That's not your no. interest. That's my business and yeah. interest. I love it.
0: It's like a chef who loves making steaks. He doesn't want to make the fucking sweet potato fries, right. and that's what the nutrition was. It was the side to my entree. Right. My entree being fitness, right. and I knew I needed sides. I didn't enjoy making them. I didn't mind this. I mean, like it just it wasn't the one thing. Like you could be a hundred percent in on one thing, fifty fifty on two, thirty three on three. Like it, it's right. math, right? Like and that's how I kind of look at things. And splitting my focus was just not worth it. Yeah, and um. And then also, too, at that point in the Charlotte market, nobody was doing what you were doing right now. It's crazy to think about that too, that no one else had thought or had the gumption or maybe they just didn't sell themselves appropriately. Mm-hmm. And again, you fit—you are the demographic of Charlotte right now. You and me, 33, 34-year-old males, males—you know, young professional, entrepreneur, like Charlotte is very much that vibe. It blows my mind that I there have been seven Matt Danglers that have come through here in the past, since I've been here in 2010. Yeah, There just hasn't been. Yeah,
1: yeah, and- I think that part of it has to do with uh the nutrition education aspect sure. um, like you can go and get your major in human nutrition, but there's a focal point in the studies of the school, and a lot of it is uh clinical it's mostly clinical based so you're being taught you know what's a good amount of sodium to give to somebody you know. Um, in the hospital, or, you know, it's a lot of it is how to treat people while they're in the hospital. And I knew during my internship, you're exposed to six months in the hospital. I did that six months. It was like pulling teeth every day because I knew I wasn't, I didn't, not going to use it. I don't want to be here. Yeah. Um, but it's, you're forced to do it. And that's just the way it is. And it's, I don't think it's the right way, but sure. until somebody changes it, that's just yeah, what yeah. you got to do. Um, so, so do a
0: lot of guys go into the private sector? Now, again, also, let's also, When did you find CrossFit? Because that obviously was a – you obviously have an understanding and someone could look at you and say, oh, he gets what I Mm -hmm. do. And that's one of the things. I think that's what massage physios, chiropractors have really found that do like a Zach Long. So he's the barbell physio here in Charlotte. He's a good dude, like a good buddy of mine as well. I've done some collabs with him. And Zach's a CrossFitter. So when someone hears the – even if he didn't have the name the barbell physio, physio, it just was Zach Long. They look at him like, oh, look at his shins. That dude deadlifts. You know, like <laughs> Let fuck. Me see your hands. Yeah, exactly. Like, and they get it like, oh, you're a friendly. I can listen to you. You'll understand my thing. Cause I think a lot of people in that CrossFit micro gym industry just eh the dietitians are more used to working with fat, forty year old overweight Sally's. Like, and not that there's anything wrong with that for all the Sally's listening. I always wonder how many Sally's actually listened. <laughs> but okay. anyway, like so when did you start doing when did you get into that version of training?
1: Yeah, uh, when I was first, so it all goes back. Remember the the movie Three Hundred? Yeah. Remember those guys with those? Yeah. I, yep. like, I want to be that guy. The
0: Three Hundred workout? Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh, I would do that workout in two thousand. Let's call it six, seven, whenever was, that was. Yeah. Yeah. Jim Jones was the originator of that, I believe. And yeah, it was you know thirty windshield wipers, yep. thirty pull out. Oh, I remember it. Yeah. I guarantee you, I have video of me doing it somewhere. <laughs>
1: I would like to see, yeah. That. Uh, but yeah, that was like I read this thing like they do this thing called CrossFit and you do this three hundred yeah. and I was like, all right, cool. I'm just going to do that and I'm going to get those three hundred
0: reps. It was so intimidating. And that's what Murph like just a mile. I right. run a mile and then I run. And it was it shock again? value. Yeah, yeah. It was clickbait.
1: Yeah. So I, I was like, I, you know, whatever. And, you know. So got into that and then it was I moved down here and one of the other.
0: So you got into it up in Rochester?
1: No, down here. Okay. I started doing that 300 workout thing. Got it. And uh, I got down here, and one of the other JV football coaches, the head football coach of the JV team, he taught, he was a CrossFit instructor at, um, at uh, uh, Charlotte CrossFit. CrossFit Charlotte, right? Yeah. Andy Handel's gym? Yep, yep. Yeah. Um, and he did that on the weekends. And so I was like, hey, Paul, do you ever heard of this? He goes, yeah, that's CrossFit. And I was like, well, what is that? Boom. And that was 2007. Yeah. That's when I first moved down here. Um, and, you know, that's when I got started with that, uh, just after post-football, and I just liked with the barbell, and I just yeah, liked yeah. lifting weights still. And um, that's kind of where my nutrition curiosity start because when I started with that, I was like, all right, what do I eat now? Right? I'm doing the hard work in the gym. Now what? Like yep. What do I do? And no one really had an answer, right? It was that zone dieting thing, and then it was like you know, remember the different blocks that you could follow, and then it was like, and then it was like paleo, and I was like, all right, cool. I bought this book and uh, read Rob Wolf's book, you yeah. know, Paleo Solution. I was like, man, this is the holy grail, man. Uh, and you know, and it, I cut out all the grains, you know, I did all that stuff, and I lost a shitload of weight, sure. And I wasn't looking to lose weight; yeah. I wanted to put on, yeah. But I just didn't know what I was doing, and, um, and I, I remember like going like, all right, well, somebody's saying this, and this guy's saying this, and this guy's saying this, and it's not really working. There's got to be something that's correct, sure. right? There's got to be some research or some science that shows like if you do this, you're probably going to get this, right? Um, and, but no one had an answer for me, so I started doing my own research. And that's where, you know, this budding of like nutrition, you know, started and then it like all these different – and then I met this teacher and he like – and then it was like explosion.
0: So did the fitness regimen push you closer to nutrition or were you already in nutrition before the fitness regimen? No,
1: the fitness regimen, yeah, Yeah. yeah. But I was playing football in college and, you know, we had noon games on Saturdays. I wasn't eating anything from when I woke up at like eight a.m. We had to be up in the locker room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nothing. We went to breakfast at like seven thirty, eight a.m. I was too scared to eat something because I didn't want to like shit my pants out on the field. Yeah. So I didn't have anything That's really. Not a good thing. No, no, it's the worst thing. Yeah. Um, we had a
0: guy on my lacrosse team that had I, uh, IBS. Oh yeah. And he was such a good attackman. Like he was, he was the best on our team. But if this dude even got checked slightly to the midline, he was shitting his
1: pants. <laughs> I was like very worried yeah. about that. Uh and so I, I didn't know what to eat, how to eat, yep. when to eat. So I didn't. And I you know, by halftime, you know, you're looking two o'clock, you know, he's noon kickoff, two o'clock, one thirty. I haven't I've had maybe two hundred calories from like a yeah, bowl yeah. of fruit loops at eight AM. And I'm like and now I'm, like, dying. I'm like, I don't you know, Like I do even know if i got enough energy for the rest of this game. And I didn't. Yeah. And, you know, look. All right. So, we, we – uh, I would love to say that we just had to fill up our drinks with a little technical difficulty. <laughs> but as you were saying, so you were saying 2007, yeah. 2008. Uh, 2003, 2007, I was playing football in college. And we just didn't have anyone to tell – I mean, yeah, we had football coaches. Sure. But they don't know anything. Yeah. Fit, they barely knew They barely knew straight like conditioning. And yeah. now – and that was D3. So, I mean – you know, there wasn't even many D1 colleges, you know, that had a lot of dietitians back then. I mean, and now, thankfully, you know, most D1 programs will have, uh, you know, some dietitians or a a good, um, uh, like, good assistants and stuff like that. Um, And it's starting to trickle down a little bit. You know, obviously, it it comes down to money, right? Can you pay, you know, D3? It's not going to have that extra money. Um, But yeah, no, it's, uh, uh, you know, so I just didn't know anything. You know, and I, and I think, you know, that what started my education pursuit and that's who I'm meeting today. You know, it doesn't come down to, you know, the biggest, strongest guy in the gym, you know, he probably doesn't know anything about nutrition either. Sure. Right. Or there's something that I could probably tweak to help him reach
0: whatever. So let's talk about the brand. Let's say, so you went RXRD and we've had plenty of discussions on this. Um, when you were coming up with the business name and stuff like that and we talked about it, you obviously you obviously pigeonhole yourself on the CrossFit – like, again, when you think of Rx you right. I think scr- prescriptions, right. that's what 99% of the world will think of is prescriptions, yep. and then 1% of the CrossFitters in the world will think this. Now, I don't think there's anything better for a business than to niche the fuck down right. and own their niche. And in my opinion, a niche is the thing you will do better than anybody, and – if you have not read Traction or Primal Branding, you totally need to do, do that. But anyway, when, when I'm helping a gym figure out – our business figure out their niche, what's the thing you'll do better than anybody? And for you, yours is – I work with – and again, we'll, let's call them athletes, but not athletes in the sense of the Panthers. But it could be the athlete's sense of I, I do CrossFit nine days a week or
1: I do spin three days yeah. a week. I call them athletes. Yeah. yeah. No, yeah. I got no problem calling them yeah. athletes because they train – as hard, if not harder, than some of the professional athletes or collegiate D1 athletes that I've seen. Yeah, um, And a lot of times, they know more than some of these people. Sure. Uh, so I have no problem calling them athletes because they train really hard. Yeah. yeah.
0: Now, when you're – when so I remember one of the things I saw really pop for you was when you got with the group at Flywheel. Mm-hmm. When Flywheel and that just – there was a crowd, a clientele at Flywheel – that needed the cer like that saw the value in the services that you provide. Why didn't it pop as quick? Cause it sure as fuck didn't like pop here. Like urban movement, none of these CrossFit gyms, I bet you, and I don't know the numbers, but would I be accurate in saying none of them could probably hold a candle to the the quickness that you popped at a place like a flywheel? No question. So yeah. why is that? That's so like and again, it, I'm someone who I, I work mainly with CrossFit gyms. I look at them the least. I look at every other business model probably for um, knowledge, insights, KPIs, things like that of what's going on in the market outside of the cross world because I just feel like the cross world is very incestual. Mm-hmm. One guy's just doing what the other guy's doing, what the other guy's doing, and blah blah blah. I just right. very much, you know, fuck your sister, cousin, grandma, the, the <laughs> entire thing. Why do you think the flywheel scene worked well? Is it that? Is it the demographic? Is it the income? Is it the Think about the person who rides a bike for forty-five minutes, three mm-hmm. to four days a week.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It, like, it, like, what is it?
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, great question. So, uh, I think yes, it has something to do demographic. I think it has something to do income. But you could argue here. I mean, Shh. it's it's. it's I, I'm a big fan of this. But like,
0: people like to argue disposable income. I have young professionals, twenty-six to let's call it uh, forty.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: No kids. If they're no kids, not married, right. They have more disposable income than two mom and dad living mm-hmm. in Myers Park, which is a, a rich neighborhood here in Charlotte, with two kids that have braces and private school. Right. Less disposable income over there, even with joint household, or sometimes it's just the dad works or whatever it may be. Right. These guys have more because you know what it is. So like the the young demographic, they have a thirteen hundred dollar a month apartment. Yep. They might have a dog. And they have student loan debt. Yeah. And we all know student loan debt. You can make sixty dollars. Payments right. per month. It doesn't fucking matter. It'll be the next bubble that fucking crushes everybody. Right. I, you know, yeah. I think these guys have more. Why though? Do the young professionals that you like? Matt works out a gym down the street. He doesn't work out at my gym, but his de- like the people you work out with are are, are my demographic or mm-hmm. whatever that we see and interact with. But yet that group is. Are they o- so are they older? Would you say the demographic over there that's taking flywheel that really pop for you, are they more moms, mm-hmm. that kind of thing? Yep. They don't have the fountain of youth on their side? They're not no.
1: young? So uh, no, I would say they're probably in that next wave Got it. Um, of demographic. But I tell you what it is, and, and, here's, here's, uh, and, and you will definitely know what I'm talking about, is that instructors there and instructors at Orange Theory, it's like a cult, man. If whatever they say, that goes. And people will follow them. They've got people that they'll only go to their cycle class or their Orange Theory class. I've got a lot of Orange Theory people because I got in with instructors. And so I got in with um, uh, the guy who runs the Flywheel. We worked together at Lululemon. When I was going to school, I was doing part time at Lululemon. And he has since become the manager over at Flywheel. And one of the instructors there was like, you know, and granted, she's in phenomenal shape, you know, and, uh, she, you know, coaches and takes flywheel and does orange theory. Like, and she was like, you know, I just kind of want to tweak up my, my nutrition. And, uh, Todd over there goes, I got a guy for you. I know exactly who to send you to. And so she started with me and that's where I took off. Sure. And what so happened that was
0: the inflection you really with the big inflection point. If you yep. were to look at if we were to do a numbers tracker of all your clients and the growth, it was like 10, 15, 12, 23. Yeah. Like something like that.
1: And yeah, within because what happened was is that I was working with her and she was doing great. I mean, she took off and um, dropped a ton of body fat and and uh, she and she's got a pretty good following on social media. Yep. And what happened was she <laughs> She thank thank you, Megan. If you're listening, uh, she took a picture for abs, and then she just tagged me across her. Women's abs. abs will sell a lot. It was incredible. I got 12 phone calls that day. No shit. Just like that, and in and every conversation, started the exact same. Is your business line and per, cell phone the same phone number right now? Yeah. We need to fix that.
0: You yeah. got to get sideline. <laughs> we'll, we got to get you on
1: sideline. All right, line. hook Go me up. Go ahead. Uh, and so I'm getting these numbers, you know, and I pick up because you know I don't. It, it could. I don't know, pick up, and it all started the same. Hey, Matt, this is Kelly over at Flywheel. I'm really good friends with Megan. How do I yeah. get her apps? Yeah. And I'm like, all right, let's yep. figure this out. And I go, do you want to, like, me, and we'll kind of talk about it? No, no, we'll get ready to get started. <laughs> and it wasn't about pricing. No. It wasn't about – it didn't matter. Yeah. They, she wanted apps. Yeah. Really
0: good marketing will make sales easy. Right, it really, really will. Like the best marketing out there makes sales very easy. You don't have to try as hard to sell. The the shittier or the less uh, unique or the, the less of a value prop you provide or a unique sales proposition, you've got to be better with sales. Like mm-hmm. you just have to be. When you're just one CrossFit gym out of the 15 other ones within an eight-mile radius, you better be really good at sales unless you had some kind of advertising, marketing, branding effort that just Boom, just right. punched everybody in the face that you were the person they needed to fuck with. Right. So the flywheel thing happens. You pop initially. When you look at that pool of individuals, now this is a very interesting social experiment. My initial gut from my marketing and demographic kind of brain goes is that group strong for referral? Yes. Okay. So, part of me is like, God, they got this real housewives of fucking Charlotte thing maybe going on where they're like, no, fuck those other bitches. I don't want them to get abs like I do. I'm not referring them to anybody because I only roll with chicks that I fucking go status to status against.
1: I don't like any of the bitches. See, it's the teachers. See, it's the teachers. Got it. It's the instructors. Got it. That's because they, you know, they have 50 ladies in a class. Yeah. And let's talk about that phenom. You mentioned earlier. Orange Theory and Flywheel and Flywheel, for any of you guys
0: that are not familiar, Flywheel, uh, the the founder of Flywheel was also a co-founder of SoulCycle. It is a very successful spin studio brand that focuses on performance. They have a leaderboard and you have a little power output on your bike that gives you, based on the the RPMs of your flywheel and the torque that you put on your little dial, has it gives you a power output. So it's very much score keeping, much like a CrossFit gym keep score. Now, why is it you think? CrossFit gyms have not fallen into that same thing. So, again, most fitness group professions pay an instructor per head of attendee. The best instructors Mm -hmm. get the top – because, again, a 6 p.m. class is always going to crush a 2 p.m. class. But the top-performing instructors get that class, and as long as they keep it filled, they get to keep it. If they start losing people and some young gun comes through who's developing a following, they're going to lose it to them. Why do you think
1: CrossFit has not? Why do you think CrossFit gyms don't do it that way? I don't know. To be honest with you, um, it it is it's know, just because it's a
0: younger like again CrossFit like the amount of time CrossFit gyms have been around versus Spin Studios. Spin Studios have been around a lot longer on a, on, the, on the on the on the aggregate, not that much longer. Yeah, but
1: why do you think that is? Well, I think I think you might not be able to compare. To be honest, like it might be an apples to oranges thing because. If you've ever been to a Soul Cycle flywheel, you get in there and you are in there with that instructor. They are cycling with you. You know, it's a very motivational, like, you know, uh, loud music. I your reason dark, for why are you here. Yep, yeah, lights yeah. off, yeah. make it yours, yeah. kind of like. Affirmations. Yeah, deal, yeah. Yeah. And it's, um, you can get wrapped into that. Yeah. And it's, it's uh, you know, and then some people will do different things. You know, like some people will make it harder with more hills. Or less hills, faster speeds um, versus like a slower, harder. So each instructor gets to customize their Customi- workout and, and playlist. Music.
0: There we go. That's so, huge. Yes,
1: because some some people and I, I've got I've got clients who are like, yeah, I like her, but I don't like her playlist. Yep, and it's, it's hundred yeah. percent. Your playlist has to match your personality.
0: Whereas the programming at a CrossFit gym is generally that's the workout for the day. Every yep. coach is going to run it. They might have their own flavor on it, but it's essentially the same. Here's the other thing I think why CrossFit, because they came out with the first operational definition for fitness because they came out with the best, in my opinion, practical application of coaching and certifications for training. Yep. Things are so technique and form focused, which isn't a bad thing at all, but I'm, I'm the, I'm the guy to push and be like, you need, you also need some bit of entertainer like again I'm not gonna lie Deuce is out there right Deuce is a good looking dude right if like if I wasn't straight I'd wax it right (laughs) Deuce is a good looking guy and he's got a good personality Mm -hmm. Deuce could I I, maybe he could I don't think he could ever be a flywheel instructor you have to be a fucking entertainer yeah a, a crazy entertainer you have to be someone that literally could also have a YouTube channel yeah like that kind of a person now in the world of fitness, does that matter? I think so, only to the degree that we all know people who have taken CrossFit classes, and they eventually either get bored or it just doesn't click for them, or whatever. People tie into people now, and that could keep them. So, for example, and I and we may know people who attend classes at places because they like the one instructor and they don't like other instructors, mm-hmm. right? That that could be a thing. In CrossFit I see that people are coming there and they're going there for the the, the workout, not the instructor mm-hmm. kind of scenario. Exactly. And it just it, it becomes which is not a bad thing. I just I always found that very interesting that there hasn't been any CrossFit gyms that it may be like, Hey, I'm not gonna hire any level two instructors. I'm gonna hire people who have the basic knowledge mm-hmm. but that they're fucking phenomenal entertainers mm-hmm. and they just make them better coaches as time goes on. Yeah. There's a guy at the YMCA here. Um, fuck, train with Chuck. TWC he's got an entire he does all his workouts whenever he's coaching he does instagram live wow and here facebook live or whatever he runs that thing but train with chuck this dude is hype as fuck and i'm just <laughs> like isaac where can i like and you know where can i find a really fucking hype black guy like train with chuck <laughs> like that's what i needed or a movement i need a hype as fuck black guy to come in and just crush it for me because i don't have that flavor here i've got deuce who's he's entertaining. Uh, he definitely is knowledgeable. Personality. He's knowledgeable. Yeah. He's a good looking kid. He's super nice. He, you could have a really conversation good at what he him. does. Yeah. Isaac is amazing. She's got the most infectious smile I've ever yeah. seen. I don't have anybody like, so Phil, one of my coaches, Phil's a hype guy. Phil is the guy that goes around class and everyone loves him. Phil's coach. Cause he just gets them hyped up, but that one all-star coach. But when you look at companies like flywheel and soul cycle and orange theory, like Scarborough over at the the South End, like Zach over there. Yeah. I've never taken one of Zach's classes. My wife has. She says he's hype as shit. Like he fucking gets them going. Yeah. And for a lot of CrossFitters, I think, that are listening to this, it's like, well, but what good is that if he can't teach you a proper squat? And I, trust me, I completely understand. The business owner in me, like, I always like this line, like, don't give a speech, put on a fucking show. Right. People, you have to be engaging. Like people will, like, it, People were forgive the fact that maybe you didn't give the best coaching on the three-position snatch if you fucking – and again, here's the thing. Is, you can't get anybody fit if they don't fucking show up. Right. And the people show up for those people. Yeah. And I also just like people that understand personal branding. I like coaches that want to create a personal brand for themselves and want people to follow them. I have – it like, I, again, Isaac and Deuce would be in a ton of fucking trouble if two counterparts walked in tomorrow and they were like, hey – my name's so and so, and my name's so and so. I know everything they know, maybe fifty percent of what they know. But check me out, look at right. my Instagram, and they were just fucking killer, right? Not that a fire eyes can do, like at loyalty and all that good stuff. But at the same time, yeah, I truly, I for me personally in my business, I I look at the di- like what is everyone doing different? Everyone's looking for the level three coach, yeah, the best coach, right? I've seen gyms with dog shit coaches that have great businesses, yeah. Yeah, the client doesn't know any better. Right, and I've seen gyms with great coaching that don't have a lot of people in them. Yeah, because the client I, doesn't know any better. Well, and I
1: think CrossFit too has got a niche, right? Yeah. Like I, you know, I, my wife brought me to flywheel for the first time, and I was like, Ugh, I'm a CrossFitter, yeah. like I'm a barbell guy, like you know, and I was like, I'm not gonna, this is 45 minutes of just bike riding, like a cardio, yeah. like I'm gonna, a, I'm gonna die. And, be like, this is not going to be for me. It's
0: mundane. You're on the same yeah. thing at
1: the same time. Someone that, better be entertaining you. Right. Because – but when I got – I walked out of there, and I was like, when's the next class? Dude. It, I mean, I was – I got in it, and I was, like, kind of fighting it, and then I just allowed that person like – Why
0: are like, CrossFitters so elitist like that? I
1: don't know. Oh, God. We're, we're all like and that. And I was
0: like that, too. And I'm able to yeah. talk third party on this now because I, I'm obviously – I'm not very much like that. Not like that at all anymore, period. But early days, dude, I mean, again, but that was early days when I could say CrossFit, you know, forging on fuck fitness, go fuck yourself. You're not doing CrossFit. You're a pussy kind of scenario. And now even now, though, there are guys – like when when the Spin Studio opened up here, Mm -hmm. we had people literally, like clients of ours, laugh because we offered all the urban movement, well, CrossFit South and urban movement clients back then, classes. Like, I wouldn't do that. And then, like, I had coaches take it. They're like, I'm fucking dying. Yeah, Like this – and it, like – why is it Crossfitters are so elitist in that?
1: I don't know because that was very me too. Yeah, you know that that was you know or like yoga, yeah. right? Like, oh god, pff, yeah, yoga. A, it's, it's done for a better, chicks. Yeah. It's you be- know, and it's like this is not going to be a workout. I can yeah. fucking bench press or I can snatch. Like, but Ron that's Watt's not cool. Gonna, yeah, 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 but Rob right. cool. Kelly Starlett's a man. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, you know it 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 is very elitist. Like we, uh, and I think that's you know kind of. Uh, the what's good and bad about CrossFit through the years, right? Like, um, you get into a gym that you like and the, like you said, instructor could be shitty. You could, you know, like you just don't know any better because that's your jam. Like that's my place. It's convenient. I like the price. I like,
0: you're like, uh, it's power cleans, pull-ups and box jumps. If I know how to do power cleans, pull-ups and box jumps, what the fuck do I need? Like, I don't care. I'm just there for my workout. Once at three, two, one go, I don't care anymore. Right. So the instructor, whether I don't like him, I only have to listen to his ass for the first 25 minutes of class, and then it's my time. And then I just have to – he comes around chirping in my ear a couple times. Whereas an instructor – like, again, what you and me have on right now, would you ever see these in a CrossFit gym? No. No. Where do you see them? Soul cycle, flywheel. So even the – so we've talked about that here at Urban. Now this building is the worst building for us to put a, a fitness gym studio in the back. Mm-hmm. It just it, it was a good real estate purchase. It's the like the next building, the one we're looking at, the north side of the city, will be way lower ceilings, mm-hmm. much smaller, mm-hmm. and we talk about audio all the time. Will we go to mic sets? Because to command the room, right? And, and we're not. I'm not sure whether we're going to go that route on it. But that's another thing that's really interesting. When. The other location, the other concepts out there all focus on like Zumba, everything. Yeah. And, and part of me is like, I I understand why, again, the code, again, I think CrossFit's the best fitness program out there. I truly, truly, truly believe that 100%. I don't think it makes it a bet better than anything else. I just think it's the, if you want fitness, constantly, you know, work capacity across broad time modal domains, CrossFit is it. Right. It is the thing. But if you want, Fitness, other elements of fitness. You don't want to be the fittest. You just want to be fit and have fun. Well, there's other models. I just look at what are the consistencies. Now, also, this could just be that archaic. Like, would an Orange Theory instructor need the mic, or could they command the room themselves? Eh, no, I think the mic's needed because the music's has to be really loud because you're on a treadmill for 25 fucking minutes.
1: Right, right. My
0: wife goes to the new Orange Theory that just opened up right down the street from us in Midtown. I'm like, how'd the workout go? She's like, it was cool. We did 18 minutes on the treadmill, 18 minutes on the rower, and then I did this TRX weight row I was like, fuck me, 18 minutes doing any one thing. I can barely fucking do any one thing for 18 minutes. Right. I can't, wait. Right. Like, yeah. Let alone on a oh
1: god. Well, yeah. Like, and you talked about like the entertainment thing. Like, for me as a CrossFitter, I don't think I want that. Yeah. Let alone need it. Like. I would like, all right, three, two, one, go. And there's a guy bopping around, jumping around me. I'd be like, dude, leave me alone. You know, like, and maybe that's it. And maybe that's still part of that elitist thing that we're just like, bro, no mirrors, you know, three, two, one, go barbell and me. You know, I, and maybe the I'm going to go till I die. Isn't even a
0: negative thing. It's just I know what I want, and I want what I want. Right. And So like we can, that could be a definition of elitist. And elitist doesn't have to carry a negative connotation. Right. Like, an elitist is like, yeah, no, I, I'm doing CrossFit. That's all I want to do is CrossFit. I'm sure your spin bikes are fun. I just want to do this thing. Right. No hate
1: on you. I'm not looking for fun to Correct. be honest. Yeah. I wouldn't be doing CrossFit anymore. It's not that fun. Yeah. It sucks. Yeah. But that's why I show sure. up because it hurts. It sucks. And it's going to kick my ass in 20 minutes, you know, where I'm going to get something all over weight resistance activity, you know, as opposed to, like, yeah, going to a uh, cycle studio or whatever and listening to freaking awesome music and, like, you're just there and you're sweating and stuff like that. That is fun. Sure. Um but that is when you talk about, and you know more about this than me probably. But like the modalities of training are just completely different, sure, right? 100%. There's, you know, it's not weight resistance activity, yeah, yeah. and you know the amount of time that you put in a aerobic versus anaerobic, yep. right? You can get into that whole 100%. science part of it, um, and you know what you're training for, and yeah. you know, um, and but you know you get to start getting into nutrition side of that. Yeah, your calorie uh, output. And and your calorie input are going to be a lot different. You know, if you're doing a strength bias, strongman, barbell, you know, up to five reps, heavy weight, your nutrition is going to be a lot different than you're doing an hour cardio, sitting on a bike, sweating your ass off. But it's the needs are going to be different. A
0: hundred percent. And it just it was always one of those things that was so interesting to me is like there's the spin. So when ride or die opened up. All the me, all my coaches went, and I remember going one, and I was really curious. And I even had like, uh, I think Ricky went one time. I got so, I got some of my like more competitive girls at the time their feedback, and it was like my legs were off. Like it felt like pushing a sled for forty five minutes. I was like, well, fuck, that's a great training adaptation for a lot of you know competitive s CrossFitters or people like that. It was just really interesting to me that just again, there's buckets, but again, buckets and niching down even as a consumer. Consumers niche down, right? Right, like I like, I prefer dark colored whiskeys and bourbons over light, like clear vodkas. Sure, I'd rather drink that day in and day. Like consumers will niche down. We are brand loyal to certain things. We only want certain stuff.
1: The end of the day, you're still gonna get fucked up. Yeah, exactly. But like, (laughs) what do you want to? What does your hangover feel like? (laughs) Or you want more
0: potatoes? Or you want more? You know, wheat. (laughs) Like, and so, but yeah, it's really interesting to me in the. In the CrossFit scene, like how there are certain – they are just niches that you're just like, I'm, I'm not fucking with it. But here's the thing too. I've never taken a Zumba class because mm-hmm. I'm elitist and I look at it and I say, I don't want to dance around yeah. like an asshole in a room. But Roma you know class.
1: what? There is some intimidation there, Yo, right? Because like if you're not going to – Fish out of water. If, I went to a, if we walked into a Zumba class, like we would stick out 100%. so badly and they're going to be doing these moves like – I don't – Because I'm doing them so much better. Is that what you're saying? Like, <laughs> that's right. That, that's well, maybe saying. you have like, a few more beers like and then – Chris Brown is going to call me like, I need you in the next
0: <laughs> video, ginger boy. But no, you're – and that's – so I'm so glad you said that. A lot of times gym owners will be – like we'll be talking about their gym and their client CX or client experience. I'm like, what was the last time you took a Zumba class? So like, never. I'm like, why? And they say it for exactly – they don't say it because they'd be bored. They were like, dude, I'm not fucking getting up there and – dance. I don't know what fucking dance moves. Right. That is what the avatar prospect to your gym feels like. like I would have never touched the barbell. Right. I'm not doing that. It's intimidating. I think it'd actually be really healthy. Anyone listening to this, go to a fucking Zumba class and feel what an asshole you feel like. Yep. And the stress and anxiety. And when you walk in and you don't know what you're fucking doing. I'm
1: sweating just thinking about yes. it.
0: That's why I hate – the. so my, my biggest pet peeve when I do an onset, I'm going to uh, – I'm traveling. I'm going to Nashville. I got a couple on sites up there. And one of the things I always look for if I observe a class – the coach that overprescribes. Mm. So we all know Sally comes in for the first time, yep. and you're like, okay, so Sally, you're not going to do this weight that everyone else is doing, but we'll do this weight, and you won't do this high a box. We'll do this high a box, and whatever. And then halfway during the workout, you got to slide a couple of those plates off. Right, right. We have to. Ooh, ooh. does a 14 pound med ball. Here's a 10. And then you instantly have just confirmed in her everything that she told herself in her head: "I can't do this. Can't. I'm not yep. strong enough." Versus the opposite: I rather get people. Oh no, no. So they're all squatting with a barbell here. You're just gonna do air squats, yeah. and then in the second round, you're fucking killing it. Here, hold this med ball, right, oh, dude. You're fucking killing it. Right. Go, let's go heavier med ball yeah. and go up the ladder. So they leave there feeling like, fuck yeah, I'm doing better than he thought. Like yeah. I, nobody leaves like, fuck these guys. They underplayed me. I could have done more. Like they're like, oh, you have to create that experience. That like again, if a Zumba class, a Zumba class could close me on PT first. They'd be like, white boy, come, right.
1: here. <laughs> right. come here, you the
0: Irish fuck. So you don't, you can't dance for shit unless right. you have nine whiskeys in right. you. So let's do this. You're going to meet with our instructors, and they're going to dress you for your leotard and teach you how to fucking two-step. Right.
1: And we're going to do and, the first few steps. And I
0: would say, I'm not paying for it. And then they'd be like, but you won't feel like an asshole on day one. I'm like, never mind. Good bingo. call. Good call. Yeah. And, and that's it.
1: And I think what's nice about Flywheel is that anybody can get on a bike – for forty-five minutes. Yes, you're not going anywhere. You don't have yeah. to balance. You just sit there and ride.
0: It's anonymity and uniformity. Those mm-hmm. have been the two things I've really recognized about the spin industry. The lights go dark. So if you've never been in a spin studio, it's pitch dark. Right. Um, the lights are on the instructor. There's definitely amazing music, but you are literally like you can't go, you can't spread this way, but you can reach in front of yep. you. So a lot of the arm exercises are pretty much in this plane. But everyone's doing the same thing. Everybody. Their feet are moving. You can't tell who's winning and losing. Right. Now, if you, at a flywheel, if you opt into the leaderboard, that's obvious. But if it's your first timer, you're probably not doing that.
1: But it's a username still. So and you don't know yeah, where they are kind or of who they are. They Versus a yeah.
0: CrossFit gym in a seven rounds for time, you know who's in first and you know who's in last. Yep. It's very obvious. You know
1: who's got RX weight and you oh, know who's got 100%. no weight. Correct. Yeah.
0: So it's uniformity. Everyone looks like everyone's doing the same thing in a flywheel class or spitting on there. And it's anonymity. It's so dark. You don't even really fucking notice each other. You're just kind of like – you have blinders on for the most right. part. You look around, but you, you don't really fuck with it too much. Yeah. And that's the instructor's job. I heard this one time. Soul cycle – your job is to get off because in, uh, in a soul cycle class, it's like 50 bikes. Your job is to have 50 people. Don't even realize there's anybody else there except for you and the instructor. I love it. So I'm like, fuck yeah. That's why they do $145 million a year. Like – Fuck yeah! Yeah, like that is a make it so there's nobody else. Whereas a CrossFit gym, well, what do you do? Like it's so you're you're very nosy. You're a nosy neighbor in a CrossFit gym. Right? People are like, "What's he? He? No, he didn't do that many reps. Like yeah. that kind yeah. of thing." Yeah, he shaved. Yeah, refs, god, yeah, it gets very yep. nosy neighbor kind of shit. Yeah. So it's just two different demos. Not that one's better than the other. It just was always interesting to me. You know, the origin of where we got off on this tangent when you were talking about the instructors. Like, why the other CrossFit esque. Group strength and conditioning, mixed modal micro gyms don't do that yet. Yeah, and it, I, I think somebody will. Somebody will.
1: Yeah, yeah. There's, there's. Someone to... in
0: New York's doing it. If you ever like, next time you go back <laughs> up, I know Rochester is amazing, but like, go, like just <laughs> spend more time in New York City, and literally, you can't go five blocks yep. without running into a different cr- crazy fucking micro gym concept. And you go in there, and it's just like Con Body is one of my favorite ones to talk about. Guys that got out of jail. Mm-hmm. I mean, they were in Rikers. And if, you're, if you were an ex-con, you don't exactly have limitless
1: career opportunities right. in front of right. you. That one question.
0: <laughs> have you ever committed a <laughs> you felony? You got to
1: check the yes box. And that's when they say bye-bye.
0: You ever smoked a, cr- a motherfucker, <laughs> right? right? But you also think about it. You, you could, now that your first, So jobs are, are limited to you. But you also have special in New York City. You have a population of people who can also only identify with you and that are probably good on the outside. Now that they've gotten the outside, they probably flipped their shit. They got their life together. And what's one thing you have access to when you're on the inside? Lots of push-ups, right. lots of sit-ups, and calisthenics. And time. Calisthenics is a term I truly believe. I think calisthenics is going to come back out and be this sexy. Like CrossFit uses the word gymnastics, and I think that's the worst fucking word to use. It's not gymnastics, you stupid fucks. <laughs> and here's the thing with Glassman. Glassman came out with this. It's not gymnastics. Gymnastics is putting together these movements into a routine. Right. A, an Olympic sport is gymnastics. gymnastics okay. Like Olympic weightlifting. In a CrossFit gym, you do the lift. It is not Olympic weight lift. It's not the sport of it, right? Now, right. some people go in and specialize, and they go to meets. But when I think of gym, I think, I think it should be called more calisthenics. I think when we look at calisthenics well, – anyway, that's what the, the con bodies – before I get on my fucking angry tangent. The con body guys did. That's all they – they were just prison ripped, right. bodyweight shit. Right, right. And they started a con body, a micro gym in New York City. And it's you go in there, and if you sign up as a membership, you stand in front of a wall that looks like your pro- oh and yeah, you, and you have your name there, and your <laughs> mugshot awesome. is your profile picture. That's awesome. And and like they dress like guards. It's the entire culture. But there are so many ex-cons that are doing good shit with their life that can relate to that. Mm-hmm. That's like I mean, like there was no other place that made them feel at home. Like anyway, but um, yeah, I think that's just I think it's interesting. Anyone who's ever in New York City. You will never. You're literally five blocks from some of the most unique micro gym concepts, like Box and Flow, and some of these. Rumble is a really cool one. Just these amazing micro gym concepts that are just everywhere. That are doing things outside the box. Right. You know.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. I'll get that. Okay.
1: But it's one of these
0: things that we are referring to. That you know, I. It's so interesting for you, right? Because I, I, I've told you this. I've told other people this. Nutrition is so not sexy. Yeah. You know what's sexy? Like what's going on on the other side of this wall? Our class right now—that is sexy. They're pushing sleds in there, Matt. They're jumping. They're jumping on fucking boxes, and you're having motherfuckers eat carrots.
1: Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> and and uh, it, it definitely isn't. Um, but you know, if you know what I try to boil down to is that is that like you can bust your ass in there all day, every day, it's and one
0: I, hour out of twenty three. One out
1: of twenty-three. Yeah, and you can you can work as hard as you want in there, but if you go home and you eat whatever the fuck you want, or you go through the drive-through on your way home, right? You're not going to make any body comp changes. I, I don't. You can't out train a shitty diet. Yep. Bottom line. Um, and uh, and in fact, I liked when CrossFit came out with their pyramid. Right. Yeah. yeah. You know, like at the base is nutrition, sure, 100%. but. Every crossfit gym I walk in, they have nothing to do with nutrition. Yep. You you walk into one, and you do you ever see the pyramid? Do you see anyone talk about it? Nobody does. Yep. How do you? How does anyone know that you are talking about nutrition or thinking about nutrition the second you walk in there? There should be something, yeah. you know, getting your eyes right. And if that's one thing that I could help gym owners, you know, if, if you know you're asking my opinion, is that like show your future client or current clients that you have nutrition as a priority. Yeah. And make that really quick to know that as you walk in. You walk in there, how do I know that they're going to give me my full on, you yeah. know, workout and nutrition? And uh, you know, there's a ton of ways you can do it, but um you know, I think it's like what do you want out of it? What is your goal? Sure. Right? And I have clients from all walks of life. I've got clients who just walk 30 minutes a day. That's all they can handle. Yeah. They're 60 something years old. And then I've got people who work out two times a day, um, doing CrossFit stuff. And you
0: have gyms too. Like we've worked together. We like Nancy at Q4. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and that's one thing too, is it, there's a lot of gyms out there with, and there's a lot, there's more people now stepping into the nutrition scene to create kind of boxed versions for gyms to run with and i and I know especially with you you're you're starting off as a one on one guy is that is that something you're looking to venture into with rcd are you looking do you see the future continue being one on one client relationships where you bring in more rds that yes. work underneath you mm-hmm. or do you go and look to come up with box solutions for businesses yeah
1: I, I think uh both but one step at a time i I really want to bring on you know additional rds I'm yeah. getting to a point and I know we've talked about this where it's like I only have certain so many hours in the day that I can actually be meeting these people, um, and providing a service. Like you said, you know, we talked off camera, but like by hour five, you know, with that yeah. client, you're burnt, man. Yeah, and, by the and, fifth client, yeah, yeah. 100%, yeah. and um, and I would love to really bring on a you know a couple RDS and work on. I think
0: that's where it is. Like everyone's looking to scale digitally, and I mean, that's we were talking. That's that's where I'm going now. But right. the first thing I did is I just scaled. Just me to my absolute umph. Right. right. And it's in my line of work with what the fuck I can't I don't have a I don't have a training. I can't I can't look at somebody, like, oh, you know as much about the fitness industry as Stuart Brower does. Right. Let's bring you in. You have a, there's already a body of educational right. work there. Like you like they know what I know, as long as they have the right personality, the right chops, right. the right whatever, they could work. I would one hundred percent for anyone in your line of work say scaling locally one hundred thousand. Fucking percent versus digitally to start off. Yeah. With.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think, uh, you know, the important thing for me is like, you know, I can, I can tell them everything that I know. Yep. Right. But they're not going to get behind me until I show them how much I care. Correct. Right. And that's really hard to do.
0: What you about the client or the potential employee? Oh, uh, the client, on? the okay. client.
1: Yeah. So, um, you know that the, I'm just saying an argument of like to argue the digital side, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Like it's, it's really, it it's Human that rapport. Yes, yeah. Yeah. And, um, you know, we, we get a lot of that in our dietetic studies and stuff. It's like build that rapport with yep. them, like get them connected with you. And then now you got them. Yep. Right. Um, and that's the same thing with gyms yeah. here. I mean, you, I know you do an awesome job with that too. Um, so, uh, but yeah, that it's going to be my next step is that local community. Let's build that up first.
0: In my biggest, so let's say, I don't know, I'm just talking about my ass, but let's say you were making 10 after taxes, after expenses, you're making $10,000 a month. Mm-hmm. Your next step for growth would be to find that RD, talk to them, find the right person. They meet your core values, everything, and explain to them right now I'm making 10 grand. I'm, I am willing to take this down to, seven and bring you on at three and then you build up your book of business. And then because what will attract them to you is I'm making X, this amount of money. They're like, Holy Mm -hmm. fuck. I'd like to make that amount of money. Cool. This is how I did it. Now, I'm getting more people in than I can handle. I'm going to take my own pay cut down, hand off these clients to you. I'll make a percentage. You, so you'll go from 10. You'll go down to 7. And then as she builds up that book and you're taking a small percentage because they're coming in after your thing, you'll build back up to 13. Right. And then you'll do the same thing. You'll go from 13 down to 10. Do it right, for the next 9 right, You'll go up right, to 16. Right. Now you've got three RDs working on any of you. And then when you're like, I'm not doing a thing now. I'm literally meeting with like four clients a month. Then you go digital, right? Then you scale digitally, and you go on all the competitors. Everyone that's doing everything digitally, you even buy their shit as a, as a consumer to see what the fuck's going on. You steal what you like, you leave what you don't, and then you scale digitally, right? That would yeah. be my unsolicited, unasked for advice uh, <laughs> for what you. No, be doing. I'm
1: always, I'm always looking for that. Yeah. yeah,
0: but I think you got a great thing going on here. You got a good rep going on. I've literally anyone I've ever mentioned. Your name, I've never gotten a negative thing, um, and you're a Bills fan, so I mean like. No,
1: whoa, whoa, whoa! Let's pump the dry, bread. I'm a giant, Chiefs. You're Chiefs. That's right. Kansas City bad. Chiefs. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come yeah, on, that's that, blasphemy. That's definitely better. That's yeah. Definitely better well, than this a Bills year. Fan. Yeah. This year.
0: Dude, it's, the Browns game's on tomorrow. I know. It's fucking, it's gonna be a Christmas miracle.
1: The, during your during oh the my party. God,
0: oh my God, it's 100%. It's the only thing that's allowed to be on the TV. We rented <laughs> the entire upstairs. The Browns game's gonna be on. I've got an ugly Browns Christmas sweater. It's, I'm so excited. And they got
1: the Broncos? We have the Broncos. All right, well, I'm a big Broncos it, fan it, tomorrow, it, then. Just, yeah. uh, to <laughs> just for shit talking yeah. sake.
0: Um,. Awesome, man. Listen, so Matt, not only working local people here in Charlotte, Matt does uh, work with gyms as well. If any of you guys that are listening that own a gym are looking for – you're like, I want to do a nutritional challenge. I want to raise – I want to create some revenue internally. I want to do things in-house nutritionally, and I don't have a dietitian in sight. I don't have anyone I could bring in. How can they reach you?
1: Yeah, uh, great question. Um, so I've worked with gyms, and you've actually hooked me up with some gyms um, all over the place. And you know, you don't have to be local. Yeah. And I can run a challenge right in your gym. Um, it's shown some awesome results, uh, and and really, it's a great way for you to make an extra uh, few bucks. And really, I do everything. It's all built out. So you just got to give me the names. Like
0: Matt literally does Skype calls with yeah. your gym, your members. Like mm-hmm. literally you meet with them via Skype and yep. they get a Skype. Like it is not like a, he's not sending you seven PDFs. No, no, no. And then yeah, so. yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Uh, thanks for clarifying. Yeah, it's each member of the challenge will get a 20-minute phone call with me before the challenge yeah. and after the challenge. Yeah. And so that will be here are your macros. Here's the plan. What
0: percentage take you up on that? Uh, 50% 50 or more or less. Of what? Out of all the people, like, we don't have to say Nancy's gym, but like, out of these gyms that you've done these challenges with, what percentage take you up on the call after the challenge? All of them? 100%? 50%? Uh,
1: I would say, like, the people who do really well. Got right, it. the people who stuck with it, yeah, who yeah. lost the, the people weight, who quit out. They yeah, don't fucking even bother. I don't really hear from them. That's yeah. a
0: shameful conversation. Like, yeah, hey, the reason I <laughs> did shitty is because I never even booked the first call with you. Right, yeah.
1: right, yeah. Uh But and then I do an hour um, nutrition kickoff seminar. Yep. And so that's a requirement for all the challenge members. We record it too, so then if you know they can't attend or have time zone share, yeah. you know, issues, we'll send it out to you. But I like to do it live, and most people, you know. If I get 15 people, I, only a couple people will miss yep. and I can send it to them. And that usually they have got a decent excuse. Yep. Um, but I try to make that a requirement because it's a great platform to ask questions. 100%. Um, it's hard to ask questions to a video. Yeah. Um, but then, yeah, 20-minute phone call before and after. Um, get all your macros set up. You don't have to do anything. And the gym owner just sits back. You get nutrition um, education newsletters every single week. Um, just goes from anything from like – how do you get started to, you know, plateauing to like, um, the big fad issue questions, you know, like what's the deal with sugar alcohols and like, what's the deal with food labels, you know, things like that. Um, and so all that's provided to you. Um, and then, um, and then afterwards, you know, again, like you said, most people who do well, love making that phone call. Um, but, uh, and then we'll kind of do like a 20 minute wrap up session. Here's how you did. Here's what you got to do to keep moving, and then that second you hit a plateau. Here's what you got to do to adjust your numbers, Um, and then uh, and then I've signed on people afterwards, um, and then I kind of expose them to okay, if you want to keep going, you can work with me one on one at a special rate because you were in the challenge, Um, and I've gotten people converted like that too. Yeah,
0: nice man, phenomenal, dude. I appreciate the time. Thank you for bringing the whiskey. Yeah, man. yeah, man. I will see you tomorrow night at the Christmas party.
1: I'm looking forward to it. So, yeah, if you guys uh, – I oh, didn't even yeah, answer you your did, question. You did not drop – I didn't yeah, even did plug. the contact. I didn't even plug it. Contact information, um, man. Yeah, so check out my website, uh, www.rxrdnutrition.com. Yep, I'll have a link um, below. And then at um, rxrdnutrition on Instagram and, and What's Facebook. What's the email? And then email is just um, rxrdnutrition at gmail.com. Cool. And Fuckin feel free it. to uh, reach out. Yep. And let me know. Worst case scenario,
0: you You don't listen to any of that. You're a fucking idiot. You forgot it. Whatever. DM me. I'll put you in contact with Matt (laughs) and uh, we'll get
1: you there. Matt, thank you so much. Yeah, man. Thanks for having me. Absolutely.